0: Don't look back, because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harrods here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Uh, Well, first and foremost, for all of our U.S. listeners out there, we hope that you had a fantastic 4th of July holiday. I hope you were able to get out there with some friends, maybe some family, and celebrate our great country, maybe over a little barbecue, some fireworks, all... All great things about this holiday uh, and get to celebrate our great country overall, though. Like any other country, we have our flaws, yes, but at the end of the day, there really is no place like the great old US of A. Is there? Uh, you know, hope you all had a great holiday out there. For again, for those here in the US, it was definitely a little strange to get a Tuesday where the market was closed and come back in on a Wednesday. We also had the shortened trading day Monday. So really a strange week all around, uh, but hope that you're having a great start to the week so far. Again, it was a, it was a fairly slow day for our markets today. It looked like a little bit of a 4th of July hangover uh, for our, our major indexes at least, but really you know, we did finish lower, but for the most part relatively flat on the day and there certainly were some bright spots on the day-to-day so we'll cover those as well. Probably the biggest headline today, you know, not a whole lot of big headlines out there today, not a bunch of market moving type of events, uh, but the biggest was the Federal Reserve minutes from their June meeting. You know, We really didn't get a whole lot more out of, out of these minutes than we got already. From the Fed, essentially, they're staying true to their theme of higher rates for longer. The Fed's estimate peak rate remains at 5.6% on the Fed funds rate. That means roughly another 50 basis points worth of hikes from here. Uh, So nothing new there. A lot of people still speculating whether it's going to be, you know, two 25 basis point hikes could just be one. You know, it's uh, really, again... Not a whole lot of new news here, but right now, 86% of traders are expecting a quarter basis point hike coming at the July 26th meeting. So we're now exactly three weeks away from that. if you remember, just probably three weeks, maybe it was a month before the June meeting, there was also like a 90% chance that traders saw that the Fed was not going to pause, that they were going to raise another quarter basis point in June. Those numbers just dropped week after week after week leading up to the Fed meeting where ultimately they decided to pause so all you know those traders looking 3 4 weeks out were all wrong if it was 90% at the time uh what what also you know kind of catches your eye about the minutes here was it's interesting that the Fed expects a recession in Q4 of this year or by early 2024 with rate cuts shortly after, I believe, I mean, I would have to go back and look at my notes on exactly how many Fed members said that they expect rate cuts by next year, which begs the question then, why would they continue to raise rates now if in their own forecast, they would have to cut rates in less than a year from now? Whereas this whole, you know, it, it conflicts with the higher for longer theme, but a lot could change between now and July 26. So we've got Q2 earnings will start heating up between now and then, but the biggies are the economic data along the way here. So it kicks off this Friday. We'll get the latest jobs reports numbers from June, which will which will be important in the, in the minutes. The Fed also pointed out that the labor market tightness remains a concern for them. The momentum of the economy remains a concern from the, for them. So this will be a big report that, uh, uh, you know, Part of the reason why the Fed has said that they're wanting to hike rates, originally it was just to to crush inflation. Now they're talking about too hot of an economy. Now they're changing the story on us here. Uh, But that's what we've come to expect from the Fed. So after the jobs report on Friday, next Wednesday we'll get the latest look at inflation data. We'll get the Consumer Price Index and then also the PPI data, Producers Price Index coming in Thursday as well. We've talked about this a lot for the last few weeks on the podcast here, uh, but in case you haven't, just a quick recap. You know, We fully expect some good data to come out next week for inflation. We've just hit the one-year mark, so these year-over-year readings of inflation should really uh, look pretty good. We're already seeing it in other countries as well. Ed Hyman, the great economist from Evercore, just wrote about this today. So here's a few Global inflation prints where we're seeing inflation cooling quickly. Spain, headline CPI year over year, just slipped below 2% in June. So they're at what our Fed wants to be at. They're at 1.9% in June. The Eurozone producer's price index was down 1.5% year over year decline in May. Korea, headline CPI slowed to 2.7%. you know, Closer in line with what we're looking for here. Uh, and the list goes on and on there were some other good readings here globally for inflation data so when we get this good data back if it does come in good it will give the fed cover here to continue their rate hike pause we see that as the right move you know, we've said it for some time each rate hike brings us one step closer to them having to cut rates which is not good for the market historically at least not initially Right. If we're going into a recession, things are looking bad. The stock market is already looking six to 12 months out. Uh, And we've got this lag effect from the Fed raising rates, which we've just come about to where we're feeling the first few rate hikes. Remember what came, you know, in the in the second half of last year, we had three consecutive 75 basis point hikes. So those haven't even been fully felt by the market yet. Takes 12 to 14 months for their effects to be fully felt. So. In our view, the Fed actually may be getting close to a soft landing here. Any rate hikes from here could disrupt that. Uh, so we so see no reason here for them to continue to hike rates and then you know, be cutting rates in a year from now. It sounds exactly like what Arthur Burns did uh, before uh, Paul Volcker became the Fed chair. Arthur Burns, Fed chair before Paul Volcker, great piece in Wall Street on Parade about this day as well. You can see, you know, they would hike rates, then they would look like they're coming to a recession, cut them again, and then inflation would come back up. They do the same thing, stairs up a little bit higher rates, then a recession, cut them again. That cycle continued until Paul Volcker came in, topped out the Fed funds rate, and, uh, you know, raised it drastically and finally killed the problem. It took a few rough years, but it ended up working out pretty well overall for the for Americans after that. So if we can avoid the Arthur Burns version of this and just stay a little bit higher for longer and we'll deal with some of the consequences. Inflation's already looking like it's ready to come down to 2% again. You just got to give it time. We think that's the right call here. All right, so let's turn the page here. Looking at our markets on the day-to-day, as I said earlier, relatively flat day today, uh, pretty quiet overall. Um, let's go ahead and kick it off. Our, the Nasdaq led the way today, uh, if you want to call it that, down just 0.18% to 13791 Uh It was interesting, the Nasdaq 100 uh, was higher earlier in the session, just, I mean, 30 cents off of a fresh 52-week high right there. So that's why I say a relatively flat day. Earlier in the session was pretty good. Uh, S&P right after that, down two-tenths of 1% today to 4446 Next up, the Dow Jones, down just under four-tenths of 1% to 34288 And lastly, the small caps, which have had a good run, had a great month of June, um, and You know, no real concerns here. We would have liked to have seen a better day, but Russell 2000 down one and a quarter percent to 1,872. Next up here, looking at our internals on the day, we would have liked to have seen better numbers, uh, but we were down across the board today. So looking at them now, there's a few bright spots in here for sure. So first up, the wheat numbers, declining stocks, beating out advancing stocks over two to one negative on the NYSE, just slightly better for the NASDAQ, but it does get better from there. 52-week highs and lows were nicely positive today for the NYSE. They're positive for the NASDAQ until the close. You get a little rebalancing there, finished negative by one issue there with one more 52-week low than high. So not bad, not bad. And then volume. NYSE, negative, not by a lot though. And here was, was the bright spot, NASDAQ volume. Earlier in the day, it was over two to one positive, finished below that mark, but you do like to see good volume on a day with the markets lower, like today. So good to see overall. I will also point out here, one thing I I should have covered in uh, my market recap was the 10 year yield was up today, two and a quarter percent. Now at a 3.94, you know, we've talked a lot about that, that we didn't want to see it get above that May peak. That happened. Uh, now the next uh, point of resistance here is a 4.09. We'd like to see that hold and, and yields head lower. If we can just kind of consolidate, bounce back, back around in this area, you know, we see no problems uh, with rates affecting our market from here. So, <clears throat> excuse me, next up, let's look at our sectors on the day. Uh, we finished with four out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day today. And again, a few bright spots here. Communication services leading the way, hitting a 52-week high today. It helped that the sector's biggest weighting is in meta, which makes up 24% of the sector. Meta was up nearly 3% on the day today. day Google is... The second largest holding there finished up 1.5% today. So you can see why communication services uh, is leading the way. Between Meta and Google, they make up about 40% plus of that portfolio there. Uh, next up, utilities higher on the day, which was interesting to see. As the biggest borrowers in the nation, when yields are higher, utilities are usually lower. So interesting to see utilities up a big 1.1% today, followed there by real estate, uh, the real estate sector, that is. Uh home builders and the housing index did not finish higher on the day. And finally, consumer discretionary wrapping it up there. Our laggards on the day, materials, industrials, tech, and energy. Energy was an interesting one to see considering that oil prices were up big today. I'll cover that here in a second. Our final laggards here were financials, consumer staples, and healthcare. Finally, for today, our VRA commodity watch. Gold now down on the day uh, by just over three tenths of 1% to $1,922 an ounce. Next up, silver down, or excuse me, up 1% on the day now to $23.34 an ounce. Copper now down nine tenths of 1% to $3.75 a pound. And oil, as I mentioned earlier, big day today, up right at or just below 3% now to $71.85 a barrel. And finally, Bitcoin tried hard yesterday to hit a 52-week high over the 4th of July holiday. You know, crypto never stops trading 24-7. It fell just a little short yesterday and down again just slightly uh, for in Bitcoin terms, that is, down over 1% to 30454 Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast. Excuse me. Uh, You can sign up to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.